Hey everyone, welcome to the Antelope Island State Park Podcast. My name is Trish and I am the park naturalist at Antelope Island. It's March and we're coming into the end of what I call porcupine season on the island. So let's talk about porcupines. First, when you're out in the park and see a ranger parked on the side of the road with binoculars or spotting scopes or something, stop and check it out. This is a little activity that we do out here called roadside discovery, and we are looking at something cool. (laughs) Um, It might be something small, something camouflaged that maybe you overlook, something that thousands of people drive or ride or hike past every single day and don't notice. And one of my favorite subjects for roadside discovery is the porcupine. Now, most folks that stop to check out the porcupines during roadside discovery are surprised to learn that porcupines spend a lot of time up in the branches of trees. Now, there are loads of different types of porcupines, but the critters that you're going to find out here are North American porcupines. They are mammals in the rodent family. In fact, I believe that they are the second largest rodent just after the beaver. Um, Someone fact check that for me and let me know if I'm making it up but I think that that is true that they're just the second largest mammal after the beaver. Now they are certainly the prickliest of the rodents if not the largest. Now the many different types of porcupine come in many different shapes and sizes but our North American porcupines are around two to three feet in length as adults so they're pretty good size. They weigh in at around 20 pounds so about the size of a beagle or a French bulldog When you're looking for these things, you're going to just look for, I I think that they look like bird nests up in the trees, just like bundles of sticks and twigs. Sometimes that is a bird nest, but sometimes it is a porcupine. So take a close look. Porcupines are nocturnal. So when you see them up in the trees during the day, they're usually sleeping. Uh, But every once in a while, I'll see one eating or climbing around from branch to branch, and that's a nice treat. Most of the time, they just look like sleeping little lumps in the branches. Their diet is mostly tree bark and berries, and that's part of the reason you'll find them up in the branches of trees. They especially love the juniper and Russian olive trees out on the island. Uh, They're the only thing that loves the Russian olive trees on the island. Um, That is a trash tree that I wish we could just get rid of, Um, but the porcupines do love them. They use their super cute, squishy little hands and feet, and that helps them with traction and helps them navigate the branches. And also, they have very strong tails, and they'll use those to help keep balance and keep themselves safe up there. A common cause of death for porcupines is falling, though. So when you're enjoying them out here or anywhere else, keep your distance. Do not stress them out. You would not want to cause a fall um, by these guys. Now, they're mostly solitary. If the weather is really bad, they may come down and den up with other porcupines and their family. But for the most part, you'll just see individuals by themselves up in the trees. Uh, Another exception is moms and babies. Oof. Babies, they are so cute. I can't stand it. Uh, Mom porcupines are pregnant for about seven months, and babies are born usually in the spring, uh, May, June. Babies already have quills at birth, but they're soft, and they harden after just a few days after they're born. They are so little, only around one pound. They've got their eyes open, and they're ready to face the world. Uh, My favorite baby porcupine fact. I'm going to hit you with it. A baby porcupine is called a porcupet. Isn't that adorable? (laughs) 
these little baby porcupets will hang around mom for just a couple of months and then they move to a tree branch all their own and strike off and are self-sufficient. Let's talk about their quills. There are a lot of them, approximately 30,000 of them covering almost the entire body of the porcupine. The only areas that are not covered in quills are the face, the porcupine's face, their ears, and their belly. Now they're going to protect those bits. So when you see a porcupine, you're most likely going to be looking at their backside where they have the, the most quill coverage. Now, I don't know about anyone else, but I was told when I was young that if you get too close to a porcupine, that it will throw its quills at you to defend itself. Uh, This is not true. And maybe this is a common belief, or maybe it was just my parents trying to protect a curious kid who often got herself into trouble. Uh, But porcupine quills are essentially just stiff, pokey hairs. And they're attached just like hair is. They do release easily. But there is no mechanism to launch quills at potential predators. They don't move super quickly either, so you don't have to worry about being chased. This is not permission for you to approach porcupines or any other wildlife. Keep a good safe distance. You don't want to stress them out. Now, they don't move very quickly, so don't worry about getting getting chased but they can whip their tail around very, very quickly. And that quill covered tail is what usually lands in the face of your curious dog who is probably off leash if they're close enough to a porcupine. The tips of these quills are very, very sharp and the shafts are covered in overlapping scales that act like barbs. Those make them very difficult to remove. So the quills penetrate flesh very, very easily in one direction and often require surgery because you can't back them out. So seek medical attention as soon as possible if you're stuck with a porcupine quill that you cannot remove. The good news, the quills are coated with a fatty acid, kind of a greasy film, and that fatty acid has an antibiotic property. So that will inhibit bacterial infections from a stick Now, this is a protection for themselves. They're not worried about you and your safety, but they do often stick themselves with their own quills. So that is a protection for themselves so they don't get infection from those accidental pokes. You're still going to need help from a doctor to remove it. So you probably won't get an infection, but still go get checked out. Now, winter is the best time to find porcupines on the island. They'll be up in the branches year round, but in the winter when the leaves are off the branches, it's a lot easier to find them and see them. Numbers are hard to estimate. We are in the third year of a porcupine survey of just a small section of trees near the base of Prairie Peak on the island. In some weeks when we do this walk and count, we see zero porcupines. We completely strike out. And then just a few weeks ago, we saw 10 porcupines. So there are at least 10 porcupines, no estimate on the total population of the island. Now, when you come out to see the porcupines, be sure to pull over to the shoulder so that you're not blocking traffic. Uh, There is also a large pullout right near these trees at the base of Prairie Peak. So uh, use that and always keep your tires on the asphalt. Let's protect the habitat that we have out here. Now, one final and largely unrelated thought before I close out this episode. We're coming into spring migration for our birds that come through Great Salt Lake along their migration path. And most migrating birds travel at night, and they rely on the moon and stars to navigate. So please turn your lights off if you're able, and this is going to help them 
navigate it will darken the sky and help the birds get to where they're going without using unnecessary energy uh, if you're not able to turn your lights off just shield them so that they're only lighting the ground and not the sky also using warmer light temperature it, that's more on the orange or amber side of the light spectrum uh, and avoid that really bright white stuff oh 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 one more fun fact about a porcupine. My number one favorite was that a baby porcupine was called a porcupet. My second favorite porcupine fact is that a group of porcupines is called a prickle. <laughs> so come out to the island and see if you can find a prickle of porcupines. And maybe you'll get really lucky and even find a porcupet. Thank you for listening to the Antelope Island State Park Podcast. If you like what you hear, subscribe and tell a friend. If you don't, tell me. Send me a note at tackleyutah.gov and let me know what you'd like to hear more about. Park information and conditions can be found on our website at antelopeisland.utah.gov. Find us on Facebook at Antelope Island SP. Instagram at Antelope Island State Park. Twitter at Antelope SP. And you can search for us on YouTube. See you on the island.